new year. Gosh, it's been a while. We took kind of a long break. We did. We had, you know, we had we things going on. We had a lot going on. I had COVID. Erin had COVID. She also visited me. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I also visited you after awesome. I had COVID just to be clear. Right. Right after. <laughs> right <laughs> after. after enough, after enough and the holidays, the, yeah. you know, the depression of the holidays for me, it's mm. a little intense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it took over, but it's, it's, yeah, we're also, we're almost to Valentine's day. Oh my gosh. That's weird. Mm. Is that a real um, holiday? What are we celebrating again on Valentine's Day? Mm, that's a good question. <laughs> Who made that up? Meeting expectations. That's yeah. kind of what it feels like, you know? Yeah, exactly. Will you meet my expectations on this, yeah. you know, this day? Like, ugh, it's a lot of pressure. Can it be. is. It can be, yeah. If you oh. buy into that stuff. True. Um, <sighs> so to, to, tonight... We wanted to talk about um, the journey and the 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 change in specifically Aaron's way of of dating and how that has transformed over time. And um, yeah, you were t- we were just talking before the show. We decided to hit hit re- hit record because <laughs> you were talking juicy. about this this friend. And yeah. I just think this is such an interesting, uh, message that we, as women, and I think men get it too, but when you're dating, mm-hmm. we get this message that, that Aaron was telling about so we can rewind and yeah. 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 So I was having coffee, um, yesterday with a friend of mine, um, who is, um, she's in her sixties, but, but we've known each other for some time and she's freaking fabulous. And she was also a single mom and, um, she, you know, dating in her forties and she met her current husband in her fifties. And, um, I think they've been together for 10 years. Anywho, um, I was just telling her all about, um, Andrew and, um, his wonderfulness and how different it is from every other relationship. And I said something and I, I was, um, I was referencing how I used to be. And she like finished my sentence and was like, um, too picky. And I was like, uh, no. Oh my gosh. No, I wasn't picky enough. If anything, I, I questioned like my, um, you know, feelings about things or my hesitancy. And I forced myself to, um, give people chances and be open. And, um, and now what I know, and, and I told her, you know, and, and I wondered really if, if I was too picky, if I was expecting too much. And so then I try to be less picky and more easygoing. And then I just be annoyed. And I, I, I just said, now, now I just know that like what I wanted was always good and, and I could have it and I could find somebody who wanted that too. I was just, you know, wanting this sort of relationship from people who weren't capable of doing it with me. Right. Um, and we were talking a little bit about how <clears throat> I, and this, this has just been my experience, but I do feel like, uh, women over a certain age, there can be that mentality of that, um, yeah. of being too picky. Um, and to me, that makes me feel really sad 
um, for that mentality of like, oh, you're asking for too much. You need to just, if someone likes you accept that. Um, I don't hear that from, I, I'm a teacher, so I hang out with a lot of young women as well. And I never hear that sentiment from young women. (laughs) They're always like, Greta, you're not picky enough, you know? And it's just such an interesting change that we're going through. I think a very important change. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, tell, say more about, um, sort of the feeling of being, um, too open. What did that, what did that look like? How did that feel for you? Yeah. Well, I think, um, I got some, when I first started dating after divorce, I definitely got, when I would talk to my friends about these dates I went on and, um, and I, and mostly I was trying to pinpoint why it was that I, I didn't want to go out with somebody again, who seemed perfectly fine and normal, you know, but in my body, I was like, I was just like, Oh, no. No. And so when I would try to explain it, I would get feedback of like, well, maybe you should just be more open. I mean, maybe you're being too picky. And so I, I took that advice and I thought, well, okay, maybe so. Maybe I do need to be more open. And, um, and so I was looking, I then just like made the bar, like the bar was set at good guy. And so, um, I just, it's, you, you know, I've said this before, but like, there's, there's a lot of good guys out there. And so, but if, um, the way they responded or didn't respond to me in conversation or over text or their, um, their style for making plans or, um, what kind of quality time they wanted to spend together. If that wasn't, like if, if it didn't feel good to me, but they were good guys, I would just tell myself, well, you can't have it all the way that you want it to, you know, want it to be. So you just need to be open. And, but then I was just always disappointed. Mm, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I have felt the same way for sure. And been told that message of like, just be open, come on, give them a chance. And it's like, especially when you get that body feeling, um, and we are so separate from that and told to be separate, especially as women from our, our body's mm-hmm. wisdom. Um, and then to be told even further, no, ignore that yeah. more, right. um, it's, it's, it's pretty intense. Um, so what do you feel like, what was, what were some moments where you felt like that started to shift for you? Um, I would say that it probably was, um, in, in 2020, you know, (laughs) like COVID was like the, the great reset, I feel like, you know? And so I was in quarantine, um, with the guy that I was dating at the time. And we had just started dating in February. And then, you know, the quarantining started for us in Texas after everybody else had been quarantining for quite some time. So it started for us at at the end of March. Um, so we had been dating for a couple of months 
And um, we then were the only people that we were spending any time with. And we, you know, so we spent all this time together and I could feel resistance from him. And he even talked about having walls up. Um, but I was like, it felt good at the time. And I was like, well, it should get better, right? Like he'll, his walls will eventually come down. I'm going to be patient. And then all of a sudden, you know, it was, we'd been dating for six months and he texts me and asks me if it's a good time to chat. And so we get on the phone and he started explaining to me about how he has like closeness anxiety. And the closer we got, the, the more anxiety he felt and it was becoming overwhelming to where his stomach was hurting all the time. And so he was breaking up with me. And after that, I was like, you know what? I don't think I want to ever do that again. Mm. And I think I've been doing that sort of thing every year for the last, you know, at that point it was the last 12 years. You had been in that kind of relationship for the last 12 years. Mm -hmm. oh. Over and over again, mm. over and over in and a over. Cycle. Uh -huh. in a cycle. Yeah. And I thought, you know, if I had really paid attention to myself, I would have, I would have known that this was how it was going to end. But instead mm. I, I was like, I was really avoiding the reality it was really in like fantasy land. Mm. And, um, and then unfortunately the next relationship I got into, which I've, I've shared on here before was, um, was super toxic that didn't last for very long, thankfully. And that's really when I was like, you know what? I know what I want. There's only one kind of relationship I'm interested in having. And if I can't have that kind of relationship, I will have no relationship. Mm. And, um, but that, that was priest. You had done a lot of inner work before that came about. Well, I have been doing a lot of inner work since like, well, yeah, 2005. <laughs> well, I guess, what do you feel like brought you to the conclusion of it's this relationship or no relationship? Cause that is a huge shift from sort of mm -hmm. taking what, 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 you know what I think it was. So that, that happened in November of um, 2020. And I, I finally had experienced so much pain. And I feel like I have a high threshold for emotional pain because, you know, just been in it for so long. And I was like, I was just like, you know what? I like, this is so incredibly painful. And I continue to be in relationships that hurt me. And I'm not going to let myself do that anymore. I'm not, I'm not going to. And that really, um, and that is when I had to really recognize my part in the pattern. Like I wasn't just happening to be with people who hurt me. I was choosing people who hurt me and I was, um, putting, I was, I was not taking good care of myself. I wasn't protecting myself. I wasn't putting my well being first. um, 
And so then, you know, here, here's what I want. You know, I wanted a, a loving partnership. That's what I wanted so much. And in order, what, what I was doing to get that was ignoring the signs that someone wouldn't be able to give that to me and continuing on in the relationship with them. And then I was, you know, becoming, and I was getting hurt because I was like opening myself up to someone who had already shown signs of not, you know, being able to be a good, you know, protector of, or just a good steward of my heart and feelings and And once I recognized that that was me and my pattern and that I was constantly excusing people for hurting me badly, um, that's when I decided like, all right, you know, let me figure out how to, um, address this so that I can stop my part of the pattern. I love what you just said about, um, putting, putting my own well-being first. Mm-hmm. And that's actually one of the things that I felt like when I, when you and I started connecting mm-hmm. was so hard for me to understand. And it was such, it was such a thing that you just embodied. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and every bit of advice that you gave me was around that. And it was like a foreign language for me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. put my well-being first. What does that even what? <laughs> I know. I know. How, how, how do we get to be in our mid forties and not even have that as a concept? I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, we could, that could be an entire yeah. other show of how that happened. Yeah. Um, but what did you do? What were the things that, that led you into appreciating your own solitude more than Um, Mm -hmm. a relationship that could hurt you? Yeah. Well, I think if I, if, when I look back, what I would say, and I'll get into the details, but I think that what I did was I put the same amount of energy and attention on cultivating a relationship with myself that as I had been doing with men. Mm. And, and when I did that, so, you know, I, I decided to get off the apps and stop, um, dating and, and then I, you know, went on a full on man fast and I didn't listen to any, you know, men on podcasts. I didn't read any books by men. Um, and well, it was that, it was that to that extent of just man fast uh-huh. and even within your own psyche. Yeah. Not even just dating, but just, yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I thought I, you know, I can, t- I think there's something going on here where the male voice, I I'm giving more weight to the male voice than mm. to my own voice. And um, so, and I think also I needed to hear, um, women speaking with authority from their Mm -hmm. own intuition and instincts and wisdom, and just to normalize that so that I could also then begin to recognize my own, you know, wisdom voice 
and then from there, and I, you know, it did really um, intentional uh, programs, um, especially, you know, the anchored with Kylie Macbeth um, to get to intentionally really get reacquainted with myself because what I wanted, what I really wanted was to be really deeply satisfied and content um, with just myself. And so Kylie's work was really inspiring to me. And I did like a free webinar or something with her. And so, and then I knew she was, she was um, launching Anchored. And so I signed up for it. And I just, I mean, putting like, and I was, I had the luxury of doing this because my son had, we had switched, you know, um, time. I can't think of the right word. Um, what is it? Childcare? Yeah. yeah he's, not a, he's not really a child. No. He's a man, he's a man child. Called? Parenting time. Parent. Yeah. So, so I, he was come. he was staying with me every other weekend and with his dad during the week. So I had a ton of time to really just focus on myself. And I, um, I just went so completely inward and, mm. um, I, tr- you know, I treasured myself. I, I listened to myself. I started to learn like that. I also, you know, I, I recognized that I felt more comfortable, like quoting other, like quoting things that I, that I believed were true that other people said than just like Mm -hmm. saying what I had to say about something, you know? And so that's another thing I started doing too, was like, instead of like sharing a quote that resonated with me on Instagram, I would think about what is it that, that resonates with me. And then I would write my own something about it and share Mm -hmm. that. So that was a practice. It's like you, you begin to inhabit your Mm -hmm. own life Mm -hmm. in a way. I mean, I'm just, I, when you said that being able to um, hear women speak with authority from their own intuition, that just gave me chills throughout my whole body. Um, because that is just such a, such a loss Mm -hmm. that we don't, I, I don't, I, I didn't hear that before recently, you know? Um, Yeah. And that is absolutely (laughs) what we need. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think for, you know, the first time that I um, had, that I was broke, I I had no relationship and my ex-husband came to pick up my son. I had a, I've never had a panic attack before. I had a panic attack of being completely alone. Mm completely alone. And it, you know, that there has to be some preparation to this inward work yeah, as well. Um, that, you know, I love that you have that courage and that bravery and the sort of the, the sense of self yeah, to be able to go inward. Um, for me, that took, a, that took some time to mm-hmm. develop my sense of self after what I had been through. Yeah. Um, to, to be able to then go inward and feel safe going inward. 
Yeah. So that does take time. Mm-hmm. It does take time. I, I feel like mine was, my decision was made out of desperation because mm-hmm. I knew I wasn't going to be okay. I knew that it literally, it felt like my heart had been pushed through a meat grinder and I would not survive another heartbreak. Mm-hmm. I could not survive another relationship where I was devalued and dismissed. It would like kill me. Yeah. And so it was like a life-saving choice, you know, mm-hmm. like I, mm-hmm. I, I cannot, I cannot do it again. It is mm-hmm. too hard and too painful. Yeah. And you became your own protector. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you moved into this place of holding your own well-being above others, of being your own protector, of having this sense of my own solitude is, means more to me than a relationship that sucks. <laughs> how did that, how did that begin to change the way that you sought a partner? Well, you know, I was, um, I was really nervous about re-entering the dating world. Cause I felt very content and it's so nice to like not be wishing somebody was doing something that they weren't doing, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like calling or, you know, asking how you're doing, asking right. how your day was or All something like that. <laughs> and so this, I was real nervous and be, and also, you know, you don't it, like, you don't, you can't, you're not in control of who you come into contact with on the dating apps. It's just. You just don't know. These are strangers. So it's very nervous. Um, but what I, what I think the biggest change was, was that I had, like, I had no room for any bullshit. <laughs> if somebody, if I sent you know, long text and somebody gave me a one word answer. I'm done. Boom. I was like, like we talked about, I was ruthless. I was just like, you know, I just don't have time for this. I'm, I'm not, I'm not here to help someone learn how to talk to someone new on a dating app, because guess what? Dating apps have been happening now. We've been online dating for 20 years. It's not new. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's not, you don't get to be bad at it. No, you don't get, no, you don't get to be bad at it. (laughs) And it's not my job to help you learn how to do this. This is just, this is a people skill. That's all it is. (laughs) (laughs) This is just getting to know people. And if you can't, if you don't know how to do that, and if you're especially not even trying hard, then at this point, you know, no. And If someone said anything even slightly degrading or rude to me, which does unfortunately happen on the dating apps, done. Boom. You're gone. You're gone. Cause I was just like, I, you know what? I'm fine without you. Mm -hmm. I'm here because I want something like my, my life is an A plus. I'm looking for someone who can make it an A plus plus. Nice. Yeah. 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 I, I can see that there were a lot of, um, the, the nose were like, it was just, that was yeah. kind of maybe something that 
you had struggled with before. Oh, but yeah. the doubt he, right. he's so sweet. He doesn't know how to do the dating app. So I'll, I'll teach you. I will, right. be, you know, no, yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing that anymore. Um, and then when you like, were deciding, um, kind of who to spend time with out of people who passed some of these screens of just being a normal human yeah. who can make social interactions and not be degrading. What did that look like for you? Um, well, I was, so I had two things really that I was looking for. I was looking for, and this comes from the program that we did together, but I was looking for a growth mindset and ability to be vulnerable. That was it. Those two things. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that, those were the main things. If they get past, yeah, he's cute. I, you know, they got to get past the, the cute test, <laughs> you know, and, um, and has, and can like, you know, use words correctly. That's important also. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so those were the things that I was looking for. Cause I thought, well, uh, you know, for what I, for the kind of relationship I want, those two things have to be there. The other stuff is negotiable, you know? And I ended up, and I, I, I actually was thinking about this um, recently cause I can't remember. Oh, I don't know if I should tell you this now or later. Well, I'll just say it now because I won't remember for later. <laughs> but I told Andrew the other night, we're like in this new phase of our, I didn't know. I, I didn't know. I don't know what it's like to be with somebody who's like a great match for me. You know, this is, this is all new. And we're like, so we've been dating almost nine months now. And we're like in this place now where oh, it's like, my affinity for him is like just expanding and, and expanding. Cause like we, we are so familiar to each other but then, but we've also become like, so like trustworthy for each other. And so invested. And it just feels like, I don't, I, it's super hard for me to explain it, but I was trying to tell him how I felt the other night. I was like, it's like, I feel so accepted by, by you. Mm. Like I'm never thinking about how I'm being around you. Wow. Not self-conscious. No, not at all. Just Mm. secure. Just, we're just, we just are together. He's, he has seen how I lose things and my house gets really messy. And, and I, I was like really gassy and burping a lot. And, and he just sort of chuckles and, you know, he's, he's never reprimanded me or shamed me or been like, how do you lose stuff at your age? You know, which is what I think to myself, how am I still losing jackets and stuff? (laughs) Anyway, so I just, um, and, and, oh, this is what, this was my point. It got a little off track there, but my point is that the next morning I was like getting up and and just, he was sleeping and I was just sort of moving through the house. And I thought, I wonder if I was only able to choose someone who would fully accept me once I had fully accepted myself. Yeah. Cause this is the level of self-acceptance that I have that I gained 
through that time of going inward and knowing myself and really loving myself and treating myself with the utmost respect and care. Yeah. Well, to be seen, I think to be seen in all of your, the, Mm -hmm. you know, the great catastrophe of life, Mm -hmm. um, and all the, all the pieces that come and, um, but we don't even allow ourselves to see ourselves. Right. And then to, yeah, we really do have to have no shame of ourselves. Yeah. No shame of ourselves. Yeah. Because when we, when we are, when we are ashamed of some little part of ourselves, of our vulnerabilities, of our anxieties, of our key loss or jacket loss, (laughs) we hide. Yeah. And then we try to be someone else. Mm-hmm. I was thinking the other day, did any of the people that I've been in a relationship ever really know me? Yeah. Did, when that's, they, a, that's a good question. When they broke up with me, were they really <laughs> breaking up with me or were they breaking up with this illusion that I allowed yeah. them to see? Yeah. Because I, I didn't allow, especially after my marriage, I think my, with my marriage, I definitely allowed, he, he did, did see the full me. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, in some ways, in the way, I guess, in the way that I had developed, I've developed so much more of that now, but the last two relationships I was in, I was not fully myself. I was hiding. I was trying to be a good girl. Yeah. Right. I was trying right. to get love and right. um, yeah, just, I was just manipulating right. how I would act. Yes. Um, so, so yeah. Um, so yeah, I think finding Andrew, um, it's, you know, it's this, just this great prize. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it sounds like it became such a smoother seeking process for you based yeah. on your relationship with yourself. Yeah. I really found it. Um, you know, it, it's still, ex- it's still fairly excruciating to, you know, date and, you know, be excited about meeting someone. And then in person, you're like, Oh, no, <laughs> you know, that's still going to happen. But, but the difference was that I did not, um, have to call every person that I know in order to make a decision. You know, I trusted myself. Mm. I, I knew when it was time to say, no, thank you. And there, I said, no, thank you to several really wonderful men, but I could tell that, you know, with these guys, it was either that they had, and this is just, this is just how it is. Like for people listening, like you, you just don't get around this. Um, It doesn't mean you're dating wrong, but you know, you're going to meet people who've got all the substance that you're looking for, but you don't ever want to kiss them. And you're going to meet people who you wouldn't mind making out with all the time, but they're missing some of the substance or the, the values that you're looking for. And you do have to say no to both in order to get to what you really want. It's harder to say no to the ones you want to kiss. It really, really is. (laughs) (laughs) Really is. That should be, that's like the most obvious statement I've ever made, but I just had to say it because it's true. (laughs) Well, we feel we'd give ourselves a, a, I give myself a huge, uh, you know, I'm just like, Greta, come on. You, you know, it's just like, can I just please? <laughs> Throw a little know. And, know. you know, honestly, I would want, you know, for people who are listening to, like, if you are doing something else with your dating, than what we're talking about, if you are just out there meeting and being curious and, um, and not wanting anything serious. Like we're not saying that there's only one way to date. 
Um, yeah. You know, sometimes you will just go out and some, I think people need to go out and make out with a bunch of people sometimes, especially if you've been married for a long time. Like, um, you just kind of need to see what's out there and explore as long as you're protective, you know, protecting your heart. Um, yeah. Some of us do need to do that and have that time. Um, but this is for, you know, yeah, really looking for that life partner. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and the person that you can really be vulnerable with and yeah. it is a different way of dating and it is, it can be excruciating without that relationship to, mm-hmm. to self. Mm-hmm. And I think for mm-hmm. me, that's where I had gotten recently of like still getting out there, feeling a lot more confident in myself, feeling like I had done a lot of work and then still coming up against things. Yeah. Um, so I decided to, to take a big break. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to, well, I'm doing the same thing that you did mm-hmm. <laughs> with anchored and Kylie, which is just amazing. We'll talk about that in our next, our next episode. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, yeah. I think to coming down to knowing that you want someone who has the growth mindset and can be vulnerable. Um, that is from, you know, where, where we met. Uh And, um, when I first heard those questions that I was like revolutionary that you could even ask a man that before you go on the first date (laughs) and, and, and suss that out. Uh Um, Uh I mean, yeah, I know. know. I, I feel like we were really trained to be like, there's this, um, you know, idea that the attractive women, the one that men are so drawn to, are there the, you know, the elusive women, the ones who, um, are more indirect and who, um, you know, are less available and who are fun and flirty and, um, you know, compliment the man and make him feel good. Hold on, I gotta adjust my headphones here. They're not fitting at all. Oh well. Um, and so then, when you try to approach, you know, dating, dating, or getting to know someone in a dating app that way, um, like you are literally just um, acting. You're mm-hmm. just. Um, and, and what is that for? Just to get a man to want to ask you out? No, please. Let's not do that anymore. We are not, it's not a um, compliment. It's not a compliment to be asked out by a man. It's not. Mm-mm. No. That, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the goal is not, you know, quantity of no. men you can have drooling over you because you're being so elusive. That's right. just about ego. Um, yeah. and, and play let's play. It's play. It's not real. Uh, yeah. And it's just like, if what you want is a partnership, then you have to approach, you have to approach dating, um, from the very beginning as, um, you know, a, an equal partner in whatever partnership you're going to get into. And, um, from the get go. Yeah. From the get go. Yeah. Um, I I love that you said an equal partnership, because if you approach 
the relationship, even from the dating phase of being this elusive, cool breeze woman, um, and that he has to chase that is just feeding into this unequal partnership yeah. and the patriarchy yeah, of, is. of, you know, this object, you being an object that has to be attained. And then once he has you, what does that mean? <laughs> it, you know, and then you have to continue to be chased throughout the relationship in order to be attractive to him. So you have to hold a part of yourself back. Uh-uh. Um, and we do, we go into the, we go into, uh, so many of us go into the dating scene with at a deficit in our self-esteem and really needing to be filled back up. Mm-hmm. So if it is like, mm-hmm. I do need quantity, I do want men, you know, to, you know, we really do need to think about that, that yeah, that when we, when we enter it into it from that perspective, um, the kind of men that we're going to be attract, attracted to and attracting. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a great story, um, about some of this and that is, um, I was, I was hanging out with Andrew last night and, um, one of his coworkers who's single, um, came into his office. Cause like everyone that Andrew worked with knew that he was, um, dating after his divorce and on the apps. And so of course they wanted updates on it every day. And he was the only one in the office who was dating. And so this guy came in, and said, Hey, I, I, um, started dating and I hate it. Oh my God. It's so terrible. And mm-hmm. Andrew was like, why, you know, what's so bad about it? And he was like, it's just, he's like, I don't, I don't really know how to date more than one person at a time. And he's like, and that's sort of like the expectation because you have all of these people that you can be talking to and you don't, you know, you can't put all your eggs in one basket. And so he had been going out with two different women. And there's one woman that he really, really liked a lot, but then like they had a great first date and a great second date. And then they made plans for a third date, but then she had to cancel because she had to work or something. And she's just been like really hard to get a hold of. She's hard to pin down, like get another date on the books. She's just, she doesn't, (laughs) this is the one he really liked. (laughs) This is the one he really likes. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, um, so of course it's driving him crazy and he feels like he really likes her because mm-hmm. it makes him anxious that she's not available. Mm-hmm. So Andrew, because he's learned so much from me <laughs> said to him, she sounds avoidant. And if she's not available to you now, like, what makes you think she's going to be available to you when, you know, to get into a relationship with? Oh, good job, Andrew. So this guy, um, decided, all right, I'm okay. I'm taking this advice and I'm not going to put my energy into that woman anymore. I'm going to switch my energy over to this other very nice woman that I, that he's had gone out with again, you know, before. And so he had, apparently a really great fun date with her was excited about her. She's very available. She's super personable and easy to talk to. And he, um, text Andrew and said, you know, are you bring, we have this, um, <laughs> uh, birthday party drink a thon thing that we're doing on, 
on Saturday and he texted Andrew and, and asked if Andrew was taking me to it. And Andrew was like, yeah, Aaron's going to be there. And he was like, okay, I'm thinking about asking the, the girl that I went on the last date with, if she wants to come with me, cause I, I think I really like her and we had a really great time. Mm. I'm like, okay, okay. Are you, are, hello, does everybody <laughs> hear this? This guy is going to invite this girl from the dating apps to hang out with him and all of his work friends for wow. a day, a whole day. Wow. Like that's what it's like when you meet somebody who's interested in a relationship and isn't like, you know, Ooh, I want to play it cool. Ooh, that's too soon. No, they'll just introduce you and they'll, they'll just introduce you. They'll, mm -hmm. they'll, they'll start including you. That's what it's like. Yeah. That's wow. That's so, I mean, this is reverberating. <laughs> into, <laughs> Andrew is now giving yeah. advice. Right. I love that. And I love that. I love, uh, well, this is a little bit of a side point, but I love it when men seek out the counsel of other men and they get good advice. Yeah. And you hear that, you know, so often I feel like men seek out the counsel of other men and they're like, oh no, you should stop calling both of them, you know, and just. <laughs> you know, be avoidant. They kind of teach right. each other how to be avoidant. You know, I got, I got lectured by this wonderful friend of mine who just has some really antiquated ideas about how I should be dating. And he was basically trying to give me avoidant training. Yeah. And I, it was two, two of my good guy friends. Mm -hmm. And I was like, guys, <laughs> we finally ended with, they were like, you just need to be more strategic. And I was like, okay, I will take that. I need to be more strategic. And they were being protective older brothers, like Greta, you're getting like beat up out there. You know, yeah. I was just like, Oh, I messed up on this. And I did this and they're like, no more. Um, yeah, but yeah. So it's good that, that, um, this guy got wise counsel from, from Andrew. I love that. Yeah, I know. It, but I just was like, see, that's, that's actually how easy it can be. You know, when we, when we decide our, our well-being, our um, you know, mental, um, health, our feeling of being safe and treasured is priority number one, then we can look at that and we can take a step back and say, oh, wait a minute. They're not making me a priority. Nope. Nope. Right. It's not a match. Yeah. Moving on, moving on. Yeah. My mental health is more important. Mm -hmm. Then my, my attachment to you and my gosh, if I would have heard that, you know, even just a year ago, and I'm sure I heard it and thought, but I, I would have really like actually done that. Yeah. I would have made such different choices over the last year. Right. Of well, but I also, I, I just really think that until when we're in it, when we're in the the thick of choosing people who aren't that great for us. Um, we really are like addicts in a way, you know? Yeah. So in the mo at, at that moment, we can't see, we think we, it's better for our mental health. If we could just get the person to mm. stick with us mm -hmm. and choose us. And so we're, we're morphing and, pretzeling ourselves and 
we're not being real in, because that's what we think we need. We want, we think we want them to do a certain something and that's going to make us feel better. So that does seem like it's for our mental health. It's really not until we've either, you know, hit rock bottom or whatever, um, that we can even look back and say, Oh, if only Mm, that's true. (laughs) I've definitely hit rock bottom. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I definitely, I definitely hit rock bottom. Oh my gosh. So hard again, sort of being the, the selfless beings that we can be, I think, um, I didn't want to put my son through another Mm. one of my breakups. Yeah, totally. Um, And, you know, just seeing me hurting, Mm -hmm. seeing me laying in bed crying, um, Mm, you know, and I try, you, you try to protect as much as possible. And at the same time, I, I also let him in and see that and, you know, just be like, Hey, I'm real and I'm hurting. And this is what it's like, you know? (laughs) Um, but I, yeah, there was a point where it's like, I couldn't even think that I wanted to protect myself from another round of either getting back together with someone toxic or trying another toxic relationship. It was more, I don't want, I don't want my son to see this. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It it is. It's really, it's not fun for anybody when we, when we have to go through that. No. Yeah. Well, we would love to hear from our listeners. Um, at any point in time, if you have any thoughts, questions, clarifications about this. Um, I got to say, Aaron, you are just such a wonderful person to have, um, on, you know, you were a wonder, you have been a wonderful person to have on my side throughout Mm. this entire journey. And I would not be anywhere close to where I am without your, your wise counsel every step of the way. Um, so thank you for that. And, um, I think to, you know, again, listeners, if you do have questions for Aaron, she is, um, or me, <laughs> I'm getting there, but <laughs> yeah, she, she, she really, she really does. Um, she can, you can really pinpoint, um, things and see when people are not aligned with their mm-hmm. own well-being mm-hmm. because you've been through it. So mm-hmm. yeah, plug. well, well, thanks Greta. Yeah been my pleasure. And, um, yeah. So if you, if you do want to, um, get in touch, find us on Instagram, we're on there at heartbreak hangover and, um, you can send us a DM and we'll, um, respond right away. And, um, yeah, you can also leave a five-star review for us on Spotify. Um, I still sort of, I saw the other day that you could do that. And now I don't remember to, where to tell you to go, but just trust me. If you look at on there, you'll be able to give us um, a five-star review. So we would really appreciate that. It helps other people be able to find us. And um, yeah, Greta, I think we're going to like, you're going to have a lot to be, to share with us in the upcoming um, weeks and months as you do your deep, your deep inward dive. And, um, you come out on a, on the other side, a totally different person. Yeah. And yeah, I would love to talk, talk about that soon. Um, cause it is a struggle (laughs) (laughs) 
and it's a wonderful struggle. It's, it's, it's been amazing. So, yeah. 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 Good. All right. Bye. All right. Bye y'all. We'll talk to you soon. 